On today's episode of Titus and Tate, it is secret scrimmage season. Oh, and I this is wait. a uh, this is a this is a time of year that we get excited about on this mm. program because uh, it's not so much about the scrimmages themselves, although we will talk about them. We will overreact to them. We will uh, try to squeeze every ounce of uh, uh, content out of them in the sense of uh, you know some teams lost that were a little surprising. To yeah, what does teams, it mean? Yeah, what does all that mean? Yeah, far more interesting to me is what gets out, how it gets out, mm-hmm. who's putting it out. Uh, it it is it, these are all supposed to be secret scrimmages. Obviously, none of them are because we know they exist in the first place. Uh, you'll you'll see some secret scrimmages have full box scores with like minutes played. Yeah, fouls. <laughs> others you can't figure out per thirty six. Others you can't figure out what the score was. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to go off vibes. Uh, so that's what we're gonna do today. We're gonna we're gonna suss these out because this past weekend was full of all sorts of secret scrimmages across the country. We had Tennessee, Michigan State. That was interesting. Yeah. That was uh, That's one where the score's kind of under wraps. We should we do kinda... our tiers, like who's trending up, who's mm. trending down based mm-hmm. on the secret scrimmage results. Yeah. Uh, UCLA, San Diego State was a close one. <laughs> or was it? I don't know. Depends on which source you talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kansas, Illinois, Virginia, Maryland, both pretty mysterious. Yeah. You know, there's like stuff trickling out on both, but they're kind of positive results on both sides. Yeah. Everybody's happy. And you're like, how could that be? <laughs> and hmm, interesting. I'll tell you one where not everybody was happy. Uh, TCU apparently smoked Alabama last week. And Alabama, according to my research, has already had a players only meeting because of that game. <laughs> We love to hear it. So uh, that's the kind of stuff. Not so secret. Yes, yes. A, a, a players-only meeting that has already gotten public. So uh, that's where we're at with <laughs> Alabama basketball right now. Also, is promotion relegation coming to the NBA? The answer may surprise you folks. The answer is no, it's not. No, the, the no. no. <laughs> Let's go ahead and say that. But uh, Adam Silver toying with the idea of getting rid of tanking at a mm. time when my beloved Indiana Pacers are on the tank, Tate. Uh, I'm not happy about it. We might talk about it. I don't know. Could the could the 2015 Kentucky Wildcats beat the Sixers if promotion relegation maybe, comes along? Maybe right now. Maybe they could right now. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. The Sixers do suck, which I find interesting. Oh, I, I have a theory about this. Yeah, uh, we're, we're gonna, gonna talk gonna, about that. We gotta talk about that because it's uh, a Doc Rivers update. <laughs> Philly Philly sports right now is having a resurgence. Mm-hmm. The Eagles are the only team in the NFL that is good. Phillies in the World Series. Phillies are in the World Series. Uh, but the Sixers, who were who were like uh, of the Philly teams, that was the one team that was supposed to be good that people like were actually like yeah. circled as. We spent ten title years contender. processing. for yeah. this. they suck now. Yep, is that a coincidence? I do not think so. Mm-hmm. And have, are, and are they tanking for Wimbanyama? I have Brian Windhorst fingers in the air, and okay. I'm saying now why is that? Mm. And I will explain on the show. Mm. But first, Woody Durham. All right, secret scrimmage season. Exciting times around these parts. Uh, I, I I have this to say before we get into it, before we start talking about each of these individual scrimmages. And I don't know how many of these you care about, how many you don't. Um, it's a it's a little bit of a smorgasbord in that regard. We'll just see what we'll see what pops up. But my initial uh, statement on the matter: I do not care if you have guys out. Don't want to hear about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to hear <clears throat> about how four of your 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 projected starters you know there's one he's kind of nursing an ankle injury and we we kind of threw him out there just to see what it looked like but we so that explains why we lost by 20 i don't need to hear that i don't need to hear that um that's the joel and b that's what he's pulling off right now he's like i had plantar fasciitis no one reported it i I blame you i I blame you for not knowing if 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 
you're leaking info on these secret scrimmages. <laughs> I have zero interest in hearing percentages of health. I have zero yeah. interest. Like, it, it, can I say this? This is actually the start of when the coaches and the schools themselves can understand what they're dealing with with the media. Because yeah, they'll tell yeah. the media certain stuff, like the beat reporters, and then they'll see what gets out. And then there's kind of like a back and forth. How much can I trust you? This is like the the this is training camp right now for the reporters and for the teams. If I was a coach dealing with uh uh doesn't have to be a star player, but like a starter, um, a guy that's a little hobbled, mm -hmm. uh, I would tell What about a guy that just had surgery two weeks before the season? Yeah. <laughs> I would tell different people within the program a different number and and figure out <laughs> which number trust. gets public. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Oscar Shibway is currently 84 and a half percent mm -hmm. there. And then I you told that guy it's 86 like, I told that to Terrence. Yeah. Terrence, <laughs> shut your mouth. You're fired. Uh so I don't I don't care if you have guys out. So I I just want to preface that that uh if uh you know that that that's of no interest to me. You know, I the, the, we we are starved for scores. We are starved for mm -hmm. uh, uh, highlights that trickle out of these scrimmages. Uh, I I do not need anybody raining on my parade and, and and you know pointing out that some of these teams weren't playing their full lineups and all. I don't care. I, I simply okay. do not care. Um, secondly, I do not care if you're quote trying some things out and quote mm -hmm. shuffling around some lineups and and all that shit. Also, do not care. That is what the team that lost always says. Yeah, we, we were trying yes. some things out. We were trying to see where guys fit in. Was it going to be the team that you running see when you start a, the season? Running through some different yeah. situations. We're playing eleven deep. Yeah. You know, when the season starts, we're eight to seven deep. Maybe if you want to try some things out, maybe you should have tried those out in practice. Yes, not before in, the the be scrimmage. Before the scrimmage, which I guess is technically in practice, but <laughs> it's not. That's the point, <laughs> and that's why secret scrimmage season is so fun, is because. Uh, it's it it lives in two realities where it's a it's a practice mm -hmm. that does not matter. Nobody cares. This is all we are. The whole point of this is to try stuff out. But you and I are smart enough to know that that is not exactly what's going on here. Because if this is what if that's what these coaches wanted, they could actually have a closed scrimmage with like somebody else and like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's very obviously manipulated to where some of the stuff gets out. You announce the secret scrimmage. You know, like if if. If John Rostein and Jeff Goodman are calling you, asking you, who are you secret this year? If they have a list year, published yeah. for everyone to see, it's not secret. If I'm the coach at Chicago State and mm -hmm. Goodman calls me, he's like, so who are we secret scrimmaging? I'm like, kick rocks, dude. It's a secret scrimmage. <laughs> and I hang up the phone and no one knows about the scrimmage. Done. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Let's keep things in-house. <laughs> uh, so it's it's it, it lives in both worlds. It's a practice, but it's also like a semi game, and 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 it's also it can be a tone setter for your season. Right. As you remember last year, Purdue, the the team that everyone thought was going to be number one in the country, going to make a run for the national title, had all this talent. They were number one in the country. People forget. Yeah, people forget for this. Less time than Neil Armstrong walked on the moon, right? What yeah, as soon set? as Ron Hunter Jr. <laughs> stepped over half court, it was gone. But at the end of the day, they were coming into the season. Providence secret scrimmages against them. Uh -huh. beats them that's right that happened and then everyone says providence is this the year we all roll our eyes in november but then come <laughs> sweet 16 time we say providence secret scrimmage was right providence won the big east last year exactly luck of the friarish and purdue did not win the big east last year <laughs> they did not <laughs> purdue lost to st peter's in fact wasn't that the script? I'm going to look this up. I, I swear they put out a box score, if I remember right. Well, that's um, how you know it, it became a not-so-secret scrimmage because yeah. Providence <laughs> won, and then they leaked the the box score. They leaked everything. Dude, they have the they, they printed out a real box score. Yeah. The, the, I found the... It had the logo on it. It had the NCAA logo <laughs> on the top left. Yes, it's official. It's got, the, <laughs> it's got the minutes played. Caleb first played 29 minutes and 22 seconds. They were hoping they'd start the season 1-0 yeah. after that scrimmage. 
But I remembered the, the reason I wanted to look it up because my my one memory of that scrimmage, and I I just confirmed, uh, Purdue had uh, Zach Eady had five fouls, Jaden mm. Ivey had five fouls, and Travion Williams had six fouls. I remember when that happened when that last year at this time when that was tweeted out and we saw the box score. I remember laughing about that, and uh, I'm glad that sticks with me a year later. That I, that <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. that those three guys because like, that is ridiculous. It's very uh, summer league kind of results, you know, like Thon Maker having ten fouls. I think Greg did too. Didn't, didn't Greg? In I his think first like summer league game. Have, I think like, he was fouls. like, I want to see how many fouls <laughs> I could get in a game. <laughs> uh, but you're right. The the Purdue Providence. So for those people that say, what do we learn from these things? Do they mean anything? Mm-hmm. I don't know. There you go. Case in point. There's one data point. That's enough to draw a conclusion. And it's not. a recent data point. Yeah. Which I like even better. Uh, so let's get into it. Let's talk about some of these scrimmages that that happened over the weekend. Uh, or in, in the case of Alabama, and I do want to talk about that one. That one was last week. And it, it kind of flew under the radar. Mm-hmm. I, don't know how, uh, I don't know how Bama pulled that off. I think uh, Nate the, Oates. the Bama football team losing to Tennessee, that's galaxy brain right there, is that Oates called in a favor to Saban, said... We lost by 30. We need you to lose mm-hmm. to to cover up this. And the even bigger and distraction like, was Pete Thamel, right? He gets uh, rope-a-doped and tweets that Nick Saban's retiring at the end of the season. Did you see all this? Did you really? Yeah, it came out. And then he deleted the tweet and was like, I got false information. I'm so sorry. But for about 30 minutes online, people were like, this is Nick Saban's last year. I don't know how. So they did a lot of, uh, let's take let's take your eyeballs away. From Alabama basketball, that's yeah, smart. It's because all the way to the top. Yeah, what you're saying. If <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know how um, any reporter after the the way Brady did Schefter, I don't know how any reporter mm-hmm. would ever tweet could ever tweet that a legend is yeah. retiring now. That should be a rule. If you, you if, cannot tweet, if LeBron you can was, report and write a story, yeah, but you cannot. Tweet. If LeBron was sitting right here at his desk and announced that he's retiring, I still like wouldn't. Uh, you know, I'd, no, because be Doug like, Gottlieb taught us you get sued. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still so be like, I don't know what was his angle there. Say, what do you think his angle was there? Now that he's retired, what's the narrative? Does he I know, want us? Does he want us yeah. to want him back? Is that what we're supposed to do now? I know I'm a pawn in this machine. I just can't figure out how. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll talk about Alabama and the TCU game in a, in a second. Let's talk about some of these games this weekend. Is there one that stands out to you uh, of note? There's. Uh, there, I, I, I wrote a handful down, but is there one that jumps out to you that you want to talk about? First? I think we should start with the national champs because I think that's okay. the most interesting, and it, and because it involves an Illinois team that is, you know, a lot of people aren't really sure. Are they going to be good? They lost so many personalities that made them who they were, but now they got a lot of talent in the building. Can we do it? Can we do an exercise right here? Yeah. Because I didn't actually see a, a final score published. No, but final I'm curious. Score I'm here. curious. So, so let's do it at the exact same time. Say who we thought won. Okay. Um, because we saw no final score. I didn't really see. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious, like if we saw the same information or yeah, if we yeah, heard yeah. the same thing. Okay. So on the count of three, let's say it at the exact same time. Okay. One, two, three. Illinois. Illinois. Oh. Woo. Illinois won. Interesting. We both we both uh, heard that Illinois won. Interesting. Goes back to who's leaking info <laughs> and what info is getting out. Because if you look at Kansas, did you they, talk to Katie Underwood too? <laughs> yeah, thank you, Katie. Uh, Kansas, you know they tweet like their little scrimmage highlights, and it just said, "Great being able to go out and play again." You yeah, know? which doesn't say like we had a great day out there. We yeah. got the victory, whatever it was. That's just kind of like it was good to get back out. We were there. just trying to work up a sweat. They're yeah. like the old guy in the yeah, record exactly. game. That's just like the result didn't matter to us. Yeah. yeah, we just wanted yeah. to get up, get back out on the court. Yeah, that's uh, that's. So Illinois had Lou Goody broke his foot. I saw that as well. Mm-hmm. That's pretty public. That one, yeah. that one they're not trying to keep under wraps. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm with you that the Illinois seem to have better vibes coming out of this, and rightfully so. I mean, Kansas 
Um, Illinois is a, Illinois is a fascinating team this year, man. They have Illinois a lot of talent. Is fascinating because they're so talented. That roster, but it feels yeah. like I feel like it, this scrimmage should have been sponsored by Texas Tech basketball. Yes, because it sounds like the two best players in the scrimmage. Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to say. I was going to say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but th- this Illinois team feels like uh, shit. It feels like a Chris Beard team with all the mm-hmm. like trade. Like it, they would they lose like ten guys. They lost. Uh, they they lost basically everybody, everybody from last year, and like, but they might be better than they were last yeah. year. I don't know; it remains to be seen. Like, like Kofi Coburn, Trent Frazier. I mean, they they lost tent pole players that you would identify as Illinois basketball. Yeah, there's so much mystery around how good this Illinois team will be, which is why uh, them playing the defending national champions and winning, but then like, I, I'm a little surprised that there's not more um of a push from Illinois to say that they won. Like like people kind of know that they. One, but I think it I'm was a handshake deal a, between Brad and Coach Self. They're like, we're not going to put the final results out. So I think it's trying to keep good faith. And if you watch some of the behind the scenes stuff, let's just be honest. Coach Underwood and Coach Self seem like they have a lot in common. They seem mm-hmm. like they were having a. Mm-hmm. They seem like they were breaking bread, having a great time. Mm-hmm. And I think Coach Self is, you know, he's on top of the mountain. <laughs> he he's having a good time. He's okay for these guys to maybe have a day that they don't win. And for Coach Underwood, he's like, this is great for us. Do you think this was uh, Self? Um, this is manufactured diversity. Well, you know, we know that self. We know this from uh, every time he plays at Gallagher Abbott Arena. That mm-hmm. self is prone to give a little kickback to his former Oklahoma State places. You know, like his, yeah. his former stops along the way. He's not afraid to uh, help him out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's what happened here? Is that self's coming off a national championship? He they could have Kansas could have lost by fifty, and yeah. self wouldn't be worried about his team or like his standing or like the pro the direction of the program. Any of that? You won a national championship. He's like, we're good, man. Mm-hmm. We're good. Do you think? He, uh, I'm not saying he threw the scrimmage, but do you think he was happy to uh, fall on the sword? Or he, he was trying some things out. He was trying out his lineups. He was tinkering with he lineups. Was tinkering. Yeah, that's what we heard. He's tinkering yeah. with lineups, but also at the same time, you're right. He's saying, "I'm sorry about 05." Yeah. Yes. It could have. It could have been us. Yeah. We, we could have won in 05. Yes. It, it should have been me. If I would have been there, if I would have yes. been there, we win. If I would have stayed there, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which and, I, and weirdly enough, the guy Roy Williams <laughs> that he replaced is who ends up winning in 05 against Illinois. Whoa. Galaxy Whoa. brain. Uh, <laughs> quotes, quotes I pulled from uh, uh, Self and Underwood coming out of this one. Bill Self said, "Quote the best players play pretty good, but we've got some." Which uh, is Terrence, Terrence Shannon Jr. Yeah, who's going by TJ now? Is he? Yeah, TJ. Okay. TJ. TJ Shannon. TJ Shannon. All right. For Terrence Jr. Yeah. Okay. So All he's right. changed I that. So I tra- different. I track Jalen Wilson. Not, I- not a different player, but different say, player. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Wilson, I imagine, is in mm-hmm. that group of uh, yeah. their best players. Mm-hmm. Dewan Harris, I imagine, is in mm-hmm. that group. So mm-hmm. they probably played well. He said, we've got to have some of the young guys step up and do better. That's, that was part of his quote, too, though. So, Grady Dick. Who's, who's your guy from Carolina? Uh, MJ Rice? MJ Rice from Henderson, North Carolina. Five-star. He and Grady from your Dick. hometown. Yeah, from my hometown. He used to watch him at the Y when he was Yates Hall with his dad doing drills. And we were always like, that kid's going to actually go D1. We're all idiots. Yeah. And then here he is playing for Kansas. But trying, trying to beat out Grady Dick. So when you see, when you see Bill Self say, we've got to have some of the young guys step up and do better. He's talking about Grady he, Dick. Do you think he's talking about Grady Dick? I think Dick? he is. and Because I, th- I think MJ's got that dog in him. You know, <laughs> I, I hate to say that, but he's got that dog in him. And uh, he plays defense, you know? And MJ prides himself on defense. And you know what every coach wants. They want somebody to play defense. Yeah, so. they, coaches, college basketball coaches get rock hard seeing freshmen that Play defense. Play defense. Especially like crazy. coming in, you're yeah. replacing Akbaji. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. that this is what you need to be doing. Meanwhile, uh uh Brad Underwood said, We got exactly what we wanted from today. 
it was good to go up against a different jersey for the first time and play yada 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 that was that stood out to me though we got exactly what we wanted from today mm -hmm. which is uh tells me that uh you know because because I, I would TJ Shannon, that's what he wanted. Yeah, I would have assumed that that Brad Underwood, with having a new group of guys, because because this Illinois team, if I if I was coaching this Illinois team, you're coming into the season with a, a, a somewhat of a target on your back, and that you won the Big Ten last year. You kind of won the Big Ten the year before, even though Michigan got the regular season trip. We we know you won it. the tournament. We know, yeah. and then you win the tournament, and kind of validate that. Um, so Illinois is positioned, and and their fans are annoying as shit. We've talked about this. They're, the Illinois fans are are loud, and, and the, the Illinois fans are like the the girlfriend that's starting shit, and mm -hmm. then they they turn and say, "Well, my boyfriend will kick your ass," and then you're the boyfriend, and you're like, <laughs> "Wait a second, <laughs> that's Illinois fans with their team." Is they're just like talking all this shit, and then mm -hmm. saying like, "Go get him, guys," and then the guy, the players are like, well, "Why were like, we didn't start this? Why were you tweeting at Hunter Dickinson? <laughs> Please stop." <laughs> um. But this this group, this Ill, this this specific Illinois group, uh, a lot of these guys had. I mean, who, who who's Luke Goody, Menendez? Like, who else is back from from Hawkins? Uh, Hawkins, um, not a lot of guys back from like that. And Hawkins was a big deal getting him to come back. Yeah, yeah. but but they don't bring a lot of guys back. But like th this team is inheriting that status within the Big Ten to where like if I'm Brad Underwood, I would want this scrimmage to. I, I would want in the preseason. Um, I would assume that there would be some sort of setting of like setting up uh, uh, humility, like trying to trying to like hammer home to these guys. You haven't won shit. That yeah. was the other guy. That was I would assume that was Kofi Coburn. They won that stuff. That was Trent Frazier. You did not do this. Mm -hmm. um, but he seems he seems pretty fat and happy, dude. He seems like well, he, he seems also, like he's liking what he's seeing. We should do a friend of the program update. Sky Clark in this game, who's come on the show mm -hmm. and blessed us as a five star. He apparently looked great. They were saying he was looking like an NBA point guard. And they also said Terrence Shannon Jr. was the best player on the court. So if you're Illinois fans, you're excited to hear that as well. Because you're like, we got the best player on the court. We got a young freshman guard. Yeah. Bye-bye, Curbelo. We're good. We got Sky Clark now. I think they're moving forward. That's the only way they can move. I, I would be very happy if I was an Illinois fan right now. And I, and I think being right, what are they, 23rd in the yeah. preseason? That's they're, good. They're that's, good the that's what you want to be. Exactly. That's exactly what you You don't want this to be like a, a Texas situation where... It could be a top 10 uh, talent team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're better sure, than Duke. Dude, they're very good. The, yes. That's yes. a fact. <laughs> I think I agree with you. I, I'm saying that right now. <laughs> I, didn't, I haven't seen him play. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh duke, duke, no, duke I, lost to houston right and their secret scrimmage we'll talk about it but i think that was the what i read between the tea leaves but we'll talk about it oh i didn't know? see anything from that one exactly propaganda <laughs> <laughs> are you sure that happened i'm not sure it happened <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> i'll propagate the other way <laughs> I think they had injuries, though, right? That, that's, what, that was that uh, was. I'm gonna look this up now. When, <laughs> they had injuries. Their when, freshman, their freshman didn't play. I, I think I think Derek Whitehead and Derek Lively did not play in the scrimmage. Uh, uh damn it! The, what's the Chronicle? That's Duke. That's the Duke. Duke's paper, the, student paper. Yeah, it, they're they're asking me to pay pay for, <laughs> pay for the coverage. Please enter credit card. That's where our guy is. Uh, whatever his name. That that. Uh, uh, What's your major? DiMaggio. No. Uh, Piazza. 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 DiMaggio. <laughs> no, the, dude. They play, they play. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was close. That was close. Uh, they play October 29th, dude. Oh, they haven't played yet? Okay. Well, I'm getting ahead of it. Right? No, that was, you, you almost got me. You're like, ask yourself this. Why have you not heard about the Duke-Houston scrimmage? I was like, damn, great point. I haven't heard I haven't a word heard. about it. I know Houston's going to win, though. Um, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think I'm done talking about Illinois Kansas, but I'll just yeah, say, if, if I was an Illinois fan, I'd be Illinois fan. I would be very excited because I do think this team does have top ten talent. I think that, in Kansas, uh, you have no worry. I, I would not be concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Illinois is going to be fascinating. I think Illinois being good would be would be, be great, great for, for the college. Big 10. It'd be great for the Big Ten. Great for college basketball. Great for uh, yeah. Great for yeah. our show, and and it's and it's much better for them to fly under the radar. Is, is if they were ranked seventh based on like the talent they have, I, I would be dumping I stock. Would, yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. But twenty uh, third, that's per, that's a sweet spot. <laughs> that's where you want to be for Illinois. Um, what else stood out to you? What other scrimmage? I think UCLA San Diego yeah, State because you know yeah. you came on the show a couple of weeks ago. You went to a wedding in San Diego, and mm -hmm. you told me that every Aztec that you saw there was like greatest team we've ever had in history. Yeah. And then well, you it was one guy, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but in my mind, it was, it was everyone. It was one guy, and then I was I just laughed, and then his buddies heard me laughing, and they they were like, "Why, they, why are you, they're they're like, like, why are you funny laughing? How? Yeah, funny how? Funny how? And I was like, so do you think that that's going to be the best team ever? And they're like, no, but I don't like that you were laughing. And I was like, what is happening here? Well, that got me. Get another Coors Light. You guys well, need to. Well, that got me excited about the Aztecs and the season and what was ahead. And they had a battle, it sounds like, with UCLA. UCLA and San Diego State, I guess, agreed after this game to release the numbers. They said, we yeah. will release the stats. Tiger Campbell has 31. He's 7 of 12 from the three-point line. Jaime Hawkins has 26, I believe. So, I mean... Let's talk about the, that because yeah. these sound like two premier programs on the West Coast. This was a game that both teams won. Yes. And, and I, I felt like, uh, excuse me, um, Tiger Campbell having 31 points was electric. It, it's, it's it's good news. It, it's great. Bob news. Cousy. Yeah. Eat your heart out. Are, are Do you think Tiger Campbell's better than Bob Cousy? Is that what you're saying? I think right now. <laughs> I think right now. At, at, at not, this present at moment. 91 year old I, I, I Bob think, Cousy. I think if Bob Cousy and Tiger played right now, Tigers got him, but I don't know back in the day. You can't compare eras, but I think right now. How old is Bob Cousy, you think? 91, 92. 94, dude. Yeah, Ooh. he's he's probably slowed down a little bit. Just a little bit, but I think if you he's get him late 80s, you get a guy Tiger maybe. <laughs> Has Tiger been at UCLA the entire time we've done a podcast, if you think about it? We started in 2016. <sighs> I'd have, Yeah. <laughs> And if not, he was committed where like we probably went to a game. He's been in our universe. Since yeah, we, we, started. we probably went to the game. We saw a guy with like wild hair sitting like, behind the bench. That guy's going to be fun yeah, this year. Yeah. yeah. He's been there a minute. Uh -huh. um, we love him. That's you, what I'm you, saying. You, you always, every year you pick one guy on UCLA to just go. Remember when you said Chris Smith? Chris Smith, Smith player of the year. Should have been, been player of the year. Got hurt. So who's your guy this year? Is it Hawkins or Campbell? Because Campbell last year, you were, was, it, was it last year you were arguing Tiger Campbell was the, the best point guard in the country? People country? were very upset about yeah. that, oh, especially yeah. Gonzaga fans. Yeah. They're like, it's Nimhard. And then I'm looking at him like, no, it's not. It's Tiger <laughs> Campbell. I think this year, Tiger Campbell, RJ Davis are the two best point guards in the country. And then when okay. I see Tiger Campbell shooting at that kind of clip, seven of 12 from the three-point line, that's scary, but Hami Hawkes is my play, national player of the year. What about Kia Clark, uh, best point guard in the country, who I saw was also on the Bob Cousy watch list for like the that 12th watch straight list. year? <laughs> that watch list was wild. Kia Clark won a national championship as a freshman, mm -hmm. technically. I mean, not. I mean, I don't know why I said technically. That was <laughs> such a... Definitively. <laughs> Saying technically is changes a, is, everything. Is a great way of, <laughs> of just like shitting all over something. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. It just 
Yeah, Kia <laughs> Clark. So what do you mean technically? The, I did, yeah, of course I did. he's going to be the um, conversation. But he won. He won a national championship as a freshman. I said technically because he wasn't carrying the team. Obviously, mm-hmm. he was. You know, but he, he made a great he made pass. That to, pass. He made the pass. The Diakite. Yeah. Uh, but then coming coming into his next season, which uh, uh, twenty twenty, um, he was then like, uh, if I remember right, he he was on all sorts of watch lists. He's like the point, the guy, the best point guard in the yeah. country. And I think he's been on those watch lists every single year. They're just waiting. He's the new Remy Martin, where Remy Martin is preseason All American. Yeah, every single year, never postseason until he was. Until he was. I know. So until maybe Kihei Clark. Yeah, maybe transfer to Arizona. Maybe. Um, where were we? What were we talking about? UCLA. UCLA. Tiger Campbell. Yeah, uh, had thirty one points. Hawkins had twenty six. I f- I do find it fascinating that these stats came out. Um. The thing about San Diego State, so you're saying, why would San Diego State feel like this is a win? Number one, they only lost by two to UCLA. And if you read, uh, I read an article. Like This is how you know it's like not secret at all. It was like There's actual literal articles with numbers yeah. uh, on these things. What, they were They're, up eight points in the, in the, in the second half or UCLA something? UCLA was apparently up by 18 at one point and then let their foot off the gas and okay. started playing walk-ons and, and mm. trying, quote-unquote, trying out some different things. Tinkering. <laughs> yeah, tinkering. We were tinkering. Uh, so if you're San Diego State, you're excited because uh, your hope is that uh, everyone just sees the score. We lost by two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're UCLA, you're like, we were beating their ass. Um, but also if you're San Diego State, you're excited because you scored 87 points. San Diego State is a team that I think, I think San Diego State is a dark horse to win in the Maui Invitational. Um, Matt Bradley. Love gonna, that. Matt Bradley is going to be the best player in this tournament. Matt Bradley is a sleeper for Naismith National Player of the Year. Yes, because he's going to. Or he's on our wooden watch list. Yes, he's a great dude. Yes, we have wooden. Yeah, we have wooden. He's, on, yeah, he's, he's on, on, our on our watch list. list. Should we make our own watch? We list? should. <laughs> we should have our own watch list, and it's just it's like it, it, it's, it's updated every week. Basically, if you start for a team that's above five hundred, you're, you're on, on our, you're watch, on our list. watch list. We're watching you. Um. But I, I think I, the way San Diego State is constructed is Matt Bradley does everything, and then they play great team defense, but they don't really score a ton. Um, you know, that's that's just kind of like what we expect out of San Diego State. So the fact that they scored 87 points, I don't even think Bradley went that nuts, did he? Mm-mm. I think it was 24 or something? Yeah, that's what that's I saw. That's encouraging. And I'd be a little, I don't know. I'm not worried if I'm UCLA, but like scoring 87 points, that team scoring 87 points, Matt Bradley didn't even go nuts. But maybe they were tinkering, so maybe maybe you don't maybe you're not worried. UCLA's gonna be fine. They're I, fine because I think they did have a couple guys out, which I said at the top I don't care about. But uh. here's here's what I'm saying. I think UCLA is gonna be the cream of the crop in the Pac-12, and I think that San Diego State is gonna be top three in the Pac-12. So there's your Pac-12 update. I think that San Diego State is gonna be so good that we think that they're in the Pac-12 this yeah. year. That they're gonna be in that actual conversation of could they make a run in March? There are I, both these teams could be in the Sweet 16 come March. So you got your Pac 12 is UCLA, Gonzaga, and San, San Diego, Diego State. State. That's, yeah, that's top my top three, three right now. Pac 12. Yeah. Oof. Sheesh. It's a good conference, dude. Why are they <laughs> why are they blowing it up? I don't understand. Well, how save the Pac 12. <laughs> save it. It's please. a great conference. St. Mary's in there too. Throw St. Mary's in there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I found it interesting too that uh San Diego State Twitter account posted pictures and video yeah. uh highlights. Um from the scrimmage, UCLA, to my knowledge, did not even acknowledge that this thing happened at all. They didn't even say like little brother. They didn't. They didn't even tweet like thanks for hosting or you know with the yeah. handshake emoji and and that's it. Like they they could have done that. They didn't even do that. They they completely ignored the entire thing. Um, yeah. So I I but but then also they're the ones who probably leaked all the. I think what happened is exactly what you said. I think that they agreed 
to have this scrimmage. Mick Cronin's like, nothing comes out of this. But then Tiger Campbell was so on fire. Mm. And Jami Jaquez looked so good that they were like, if we put this out, coach, we're going to yeah. get a buzz around the program. These yeah. two guys, this is what we need. And then once San Diego State saw that leak, they're like, well, we're putting everything out. Yeah. That's and yeah. They're 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 saying if if UCLA can can create the buzz, why can't we? Why can't and, we? Yeah, and we almost won. That's yeah. what they came out. That should have been the headline. They did beat UCLA uh, in a real game. Yes, like very early. In, was that last year? I think it was two last year, right? Didn't two that kind of two years ago? Two years ago. It was two years. It was last year. <laughs> <laughs> you, you tell me either one, but yes, Dude, let me, definitely. Let me. Uh, God, I hate. I hate that this has happened. Do you think this is pandemic related, or do you I, think this I, is getting old? A hundred percent. But Both. which one? That <laughs> <laughs> doesn't help. Uh, it was two years ago, I think. I think it was the twenty. It was the year that that they that UCLA ended up going to the Final Four. They opened the season, lost mm. by fifteen at San Diego State. Yes, That's right. Yeah. And then we were off. Game. We were off the scent. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I. I. I agree with you. I think both teams are going to be. Um, I, I am very worried about the San Diego State team going to Maui. Ohio State plays San Diego State to start the Maui Invitational. Should we talk about Ohio State? We should not. <laughs> we should not. I mean, we it. can quickly do mention Wake Forest played Ohio State and uh, Wake Forest got up and by Ohio 20 State points. Got COVID and canceled. It was the same strain as <laughs> no, the. Uh, I heard there were injuries and that they were, the they were tinkering. They called it the Oral Roberts strain. And uh, yeah, listen, man. Uh, if if you can't see what I see, which is that this is this is not about this season. This is about Bronny James, Ohio State, mm -hmm. and that um, you're taking for Bronny. We're taking for Bronny. Okay, we're taking for Bronny. And That's what I needed. The official declaration. We're taking for Bronny and LeBron both <laughs> because I I think that I think they're uh, a package deal. Yeah, and and people are gonna <laughs> laugh at that, but if players can get paid now, and LeBron James <laughs> never started his four year clock in college. Look me in the eye and tell me with 100% certainty that LeBron James, will. there will never be a time that this man could go back to college and play basketball at Ohio State. You can't do it. Not with 100% certainty. Mm -hmm. The door is open. Yeah. There's, there's a small cracking of the door. Rules change every day. Yeah. And so if the Buckeyes... Uh, who, I see the Nike campaign now. Rules are meant to be broken. And it's yes. LeBron at Ohio State putting in work in the gym. So last year, Ohio State has two first-round picks. <laughs> um <laughs> But EJ, EJ didn't go first round. <laughs> he was a first round pick that didn't go first round. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I don't know where I'm going with this. Last year, we were obviously very good until Villanova, um, you know, Colin Gillespie and, and his, his ass start backing us down <laughs> in the post. And uh, we got a bad draw, dude. If we would have got yeah. Michigan's draw, we go to the Sweet 16. Everybody knows that. Like, Michigan pretends like they had a better run in the tournament. They lost to Villanova. Ohio State lost to Villanova. It's a wash. Everything's even. Like, just because they, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you would have switched us and we would have played Tennessee, we would have beat Tennessee. Everyone knows it. Um, so, obviously, very successful year. We beat Duke. Uh, people, people forget. People forget that. Yeah. That was last year. <laughs> Coming into this year, you're running into a a the fear is Tate that you're maybe young. the program's too hot. Is okay. what I'm saying. Okay, you got to cool it off a little bit because mm -hmm. if if the program becomes too big, <laughs> for, football for Bronny, team football team is worried. <laughs> if the Buckeyes basketball becomes too big, maybe it turns Bronny away because uh, I think the perfect situation is that he sees, you know, like some a place where he can plug him and his father in and yeah. immediately Cavaliers they can, yes, situation. Yes. Yes, like good enough to compete, but not too good. And that's all this was. That's losing 
Uh, what was it? We were down by 20. And I think it was 80 to 67 was the final score. If anything, I think Chris Holtman, this shows he's too nice. Yeah. I would have never let this leak. If I was Chris Holtman and this is a secret scrimmage, we get but done. Is... I lose by 13. I was down by 20. I'm looking at Coach Forbes and I'm saying, this never goes anywhere. Yeah. And I'm saying it with a straight face where he's like, wow, he's not joking around. But 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 you know Holt as well as I do that he this, this is his he loves MO. this he loves sucking in the pre- he, he loves, loves it he's like get him off our scent he loves getting in front of a camera in November and saying we suck <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he does this you know you ask like some coaches why do you coach he's a and sandbagger like, some coaches are like I want to yeah. you know teach these kids I want to make a difference in my community I mm. want to uh, you know I love this university and I want to uh, you know represent this university on a great scale you know whatever. You ask Chris Holman, why do you coach? Like, what, what gets you out of bed in the morning? He's like, those November days when I can when I can tell my team they suck and say my team fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and know in the back of my mind, we might not suck. We might not suck. <laughs> so I'm silver lining it. I don't think I just I. It's I, good for Wake Forest. Good PR for Wake Forest basketball. I, I have I have had this conversation in, in the mirror though. I'm I'm not even kidding. I I literally was looking in the mirror mm-hmm. um last night after I saw the Wake Forest Ohio State thing, uh, and talking to myself that uh. We just have to win one game in Maui. We can't go over. Cincinnati's not very good, I don't think. Louisville's really not very good. Mm, um, I think you guys could beat Louisville. I'm I'm very worried about San Diego State. If we beat San Diego State, first game of Maui, mm-hmm. we're playing with Sky's house money. Sky's the limit. We're playing with house money. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Um, but, dude, nightmare scenario is I come back from that island. Mm. We're 0-3. We got Michigan and football, number one versus number two game that Saturday. After the Buckeyes just went 0-3 in Maui. And after USA lost like 2-0 to England yeah, in yeah. the World Cup. 4-0. 4-0. 4-0. Yeah. And yeah. then I'm staring down the barrel at a Michigan-Ohio <laughs> State. One Hello, versus two. Yeah. That's my old friend. Dude. Yeah, we don't want Dude, that. we can't have that. So we, we have to win one game in Maui. <laughs> I believe. We have to. That's all. That's all I want to say about Ohio State. We can move on. Can we talk about Michigan State? Because you mentioned how yeah. your UCLA did not you know give out the, the handshake emoji after the game. Michigan State was with Tennessee. We got Rick Barnes and Tom Izzo. And then afterwards, Michigan State puts out, thanks for having us, Vol Hoops. Best of luck this season. You know, blessed mm-hmm. hands emoji. I is see that what that, that is? I, like I, the Miami U? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the U is like prayer hand. Pray, prayer hands. But they're like, glowing? Yeah, like yeah. blessed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I see this and I say Michigan State lost. Michigan State lost. Michigan okay. State lost, but this was uh, this was. Th- I think both teams won this game as well. I think that the the photos of Rick Barnes and Tom Izzo like cackling, like sitting with their arms crossed, like all the stage photos. Yeah. That's that says that we both won. We're both happy. So the we like our team. The difference between UCLA and San Diego State, and then uh, Tennessee, Michigan State. My read on it was both teams won in the UCLA San Diego State game. Because both teams played well, where the yeah. coaches like are are feeling really good about where their teams are at. Uh, both teams won in Tennessee, Michigan State, because I I got the feeling that neither team played particularly well, and that's what <laughs> both coaches love is that they can like now yes. now they get to work with their their team, and they get to go back in the locker room and say you guys aren't shit. Yeah, you guys think you're good. Yeah, you're not good. Yeah. You're not good, and you proved it. We shot 28 mm-hmm. percent from three in this mm-hmm. game. That's not good mm-hmm. enough. That's not going to get it done in the SEC or Big Ten. We have to be better. You know, and and that's uh that that's the speech I think I saw it was both teams lost, but both teams won. Yeah, but but there was there was like a little trickle out. I saw that uh uh Tennessee put out some pictures, and apparently somebody saw the the scoreboard in the background. Really? Yeah, Tennessee was up fifty one forty nine at the under twelve. <laughs> that's the only score we got. Uh, that's a great. Score or that's to the come closest out. to a final score because we saw that Michigan State was up thirty eight thirty three. 
with 1738 <laughs> left. <laughs> I love secret scrimmage season. It's great. Yeah, Tennessee posted pics of the game action, but Michigan State only posted pics of the uh, coaches talking to each other. So yeah. it gave um, off we lost vibes. Yeah, that, that's what I read between the lines. But then on the Tennessee side, they they didn't say it. that's the mutual respect between the coaches. They're like this doesn't get out. Yeah, which I, which I appreciate. It's very yeah. old school. Because I think they, I really do. I think they both in the when they got done, they both shook hands and they were like we suck. They both said it at the same time. Mm-hmm. They're like good game, we suck. We suck. And then they said jinx. <laughs> yeah, look at each other. And then they started smiling. And like, they Should both, we take some pictures? Yes. <laughs> And then they both agreed not to let this get out so they can motherfuck their teams. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah. Because if it gets out that, like, I don't know, Zakai Ziegler had 20 points or something, or Vescovy had 20 points, and then, like, Tennessee fans are gassing him up. Rick Barnes doesn't want that. Mm-mm. You know, they're, 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 uh, Tennessee has a lot of the same guys they had last year. This is like, this is going to feel very Zakai similar. Ziegler. Yep. Koozie watch list. This is going to feel very similar to uh, uh, the uh, the team they had last year, which is. You know, was was very good, but then ran into Michigan buzzsaw and uh, had a disappointing end of the season. And yeah, and unfortunately, Rick Barnes has that kind of stench on him, where it's you right. know March is in his month, so maybe this year under so the radar. So he's got to he's got to do something to get this team like yeah. to to wash the stench off and get him going. And I think being able to tell his guys you're not shit after yeah. the scrimmage is what yeah. he wants. And and that's what Izzo wants more than anything else. And, Even when they are good. And Izzo is Mr. March. So yeah. he's sitting there with the guy that knows how to do it. So it's perfect. Uh, but there's a lot of mystery in, in what happened at that one. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as Virginia, Maryland. They played. I saw one report that Virginia won the first half by four, won the second half by two. And if my math is correct, that means Virginia won by six. Six. Yeah. Um, but that was all. That was all I saw. Nothing else came out from this. Neither team even acknowledged it on Twitter. Yeah, I think both Neither teams, team even I, I, said, like, yeah. this is happening. This did happen. Good to meet you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for doing that. Nobody even acknowledged it happened. Well, Tony Bennett and Kevin Willard are both sons of coaches, which means they're old school, but just mm-hmm. by the way that they were raised. So I think there is a level of, we don't, we don't put this out to the press. I know that they had some NBA personnel in the building watching these two teams scrimmage, which is interesting. I don't know why. Mm. But in general... But that was a close scrimmage. Exactly. Huh. But at the end of the day, with this whole situation, both sides are saying, we can't win from this. It's good that we played each other. Let's just leave it be. <laughs> so no, there. this is just a tie. This is a nothing. There, there's no winner. A, there is no loser. It's just nothing. We get a video of a frantic Mac, Matt Barnes driving down the street. And <laughs> he's, he's like, way worse he's like I heard what happened to the Maryland-Virginia game. It is way worse than what they're reporting. <laughs> It's like, I'm so sorry for what I said before about Maryland and Virginia. (laughs) My NBA sources were there and they were telling me this was bad. Um, I worry about that having nothing coming out just because if they did have a Tiger camp, like if Kihei Clark goes 7 of 12 from 3, I think we get some reports coming out, you know? Jaden Gardner has an amazing game or has like an amazing dunk or whatever it may be. Or if Maryland looks better than expected, I think we get some leaks. Yeah. But nothing must have, it must have been boring. It mu- nothing must have stood out. Ben Vanderplas goes for 35. There you go. Yeah. We would have seen that. <laughs> yeah. I think U- you're right. UCLA taught us that. If I think someone right. goes off, you leak it. Um, another scrimmage that was under wraps was Arizona played St. Mary's. Mm. No, literally nothing from this. Nothing. 
It didn't exist. Respect. In fact, Arizona put out, well, I guess I shouldn't have said literally nothing. Arizona put out, <laughs> Arizona put out, put out pictures and videos. Um, mm. And I saw the replies on Twitter. There were three people that replied and two of them were like, when did this happen? Yeah. Like, I didn't know this was happening. Secret. Yeah. Got even him. the Arizona fans didn't even know this was going on. Love that. Uh, there is no, there's no word that of what happened whatsoever, which I think is, I have no choice but to read that as St. Mary's played well. But why would Arizona put out pictures if, you know, like, what does that mean? Arizona's the one that put it out. But then at the same time, like if. I think if Arizona won it handily, they would have put out more. It must have been a close game. Yeah. But then why wouldn't St. Mary's put some stuff out? Because they must have lost yeah, by less than six. That one's weird. That one's weird. Yeah. But St. I don't think that they're on a level where St. Mary's isn't going to do what San Diego State get, San Diego State did. They're not going to put out a moral victory. Whoa. You know what Is I mean? Is that a shot of San Diego no, no, State? No, no, no shot. Just saying. They're not. I mean, look, we saw the banner. We saw, we saw the early <laughs> banner. I, I don't think St. Mary's would do that. Um, if I right. know anything about Randy Bennett. All right, let, let's talk about one more and then we can move on because uh, th this one happened last week. It was it was uh, TCU 99, Alabama 69 was the, the uh, Amazing. report that I saw, the, the score that I saw. League. Same. Uh, 22 turnovers for Bama. <laughs> And according to the Tuscaloosa News, Alabama had a players-only meeting the next day. It was so bad that they had a players-only meeting. But the Tuscaloosa News spun it this way, and I quote, this was the article I read, this is a direct quote out of the Tuscaloosa News. The words player-only meeting often have a negative connotation. That's not the case for this one. Last season, Betty Ako, Charles Betty Ako, uh, said Alabama didn't have meetings like this until midseason in a year that had plenty of ups and downs and ended with a first-round exit in the NCAA tournament. So the Tuscaloosa News is spinning this, a, a late October scrimmage. They are spinning this as... Um, we're ahead of schedule. We're, we're, actually, we're yeah. actually addressing the problem before we get to it in midseason is how they're trying to spin this. You're having players-only meeting and you're zero and zero. Yes. And that's, that's not a bad thing? That's a good thing. No, we're it's actually, good. They're, they're, actually they're saying we're actually ahead of this. We're we're actually ahead of the problem this time. Instead of waiting, they're a few doing they're doing the my strategy, which is if a players only meeting always works and galvanizes the team, start it. Start with it. Why not build the entire plane out of the players only? Yes, meeting? it's very remember the Titans. Let's get the, let's get the players all together and let them have a meeting. <laughs> uh, Bama lost by thirty. Nate Oates doesn't seem too concerned, but that's. I, First of all, TCU is very good. TCU is yeah. going to be very good. Um, I'm I'm worried about the. Uh, we should uh, do our Texas basketball power rankings all season long yeah. because I think TCU is number one to start the year. Above Houston? Oh no, sorry. I see Houston. <laughs> <laughs> no, a, Houston's number one. TCU's number two. Okay. Just as long as they're ahead of Texas, I think why Texas. I, Texas is number six right now. Why do I get the feeling <laughs> that we're gonna bastardize it or just completely yeah, forget teams? They're just like Arizona makes their way into the Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, New Mexico. New Mexico, New Mexico State <laughs> is at number six on my Texas power rankings. Uh, but TCU is very good, so I don't think there's any shame in, in losing to this TCU team. I am I am fascinated though what's going to happen with TCU in the uh, Big Twelve season because you know the Big Twelve is deep and and yeah. um, I the, during the haters guide to the top twenty five, uh, there's there's a little truth in jest that you bring everybody back, which is great, but at the same time these guys what they go eight and ten in the Big Twelve last year. I don't yeah. remember. Maybe and they nine, were a nine I don't seed. Remember what it was. Yeah, and you were a nine seed. So, mm -hmm. um, is that good or bad? I don't know. We'll see, but. Uh, TC is going to be a good team. We know that losing by 30 is tough. And because this Alabama team is not supposed to be 
what are they ranked twentieth in the preseason poll? Yeah, I think it's so. not like they're it's not like they're supposed to be an afterthought. They're supposed. But to be But this is decent. the most NATO to Alabama result. They could win by thirty. They could yes. lose by thirty. Yes. So that that's why that's what I take away nothing from this other than Alabama is still the Alabama that we know and love, which is ridiculous. Well, maybe this is good because it's like if if you're going into the season and you say Bama's going to lose a certain percentage of their games by 30. They're going to win a certain percentage. Maybe they got one of the 30-point losses out of the way now. Mm. You know what I mean? So now it's like a, a law of averages. Now water's going to find its level, and when they start the season, they're going to start by winning by 30. You know? Yeah. Get it out. Of, but yeah, maybe, maybe they are. Maybe that is what's going on. Maybe they're geniuses down there. I don't know. Just trying to crack the code. You know what I mean? Um, That's all I can do. But good for TCU. There was a couple more I just wanted to shout out. Apparently, uh, DePaul beat Notre Dame by 10 in a secret scrimmage. Really? Yeah, that's that's apparently word on the street. Um, there's there's oh, some more. No. West Virginia beat Dayton. Really? Which is a, another one that you huh. wanted to you know kind of uh, ponder with. North Carolina played Rutgers, won by 15 to 20. Is what, what 15 to 20. 15 that's to 20. Word, okay. 15, 15 to, 20. to 20. Also, the starters didn't play much, which means oh, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't have Tiger Campbell stat lines, so we don't need to promote those. Um, who else? Yeah, I mean, the, the, those are like the big... I, I thought Dayton was pretty shocking. Oh, Creighton, I guess, blew out Iowa State. They won by like 20. What's your biggest concern about Carolina right now? My biggest concern about Carolina is that I looked at the koozie watch list and Caleb Love is on it. And Caleb Love, as we learned last year, is the shooting guard. I was going to say, see the point. Caleb Love is the shooting guard. Is R.J. Davis on it too? Emphasis no? on shooting. R.J. Davis is not on the list. So I think, once again, the, the media has to be reminded that R.J. Davis is the point guard. Caleb Love is the shooting guard. And I worry, I have a tinge of concern about Baycott just because he's got to do a lot this year. You know what I mean? And and he's had a great offseason. There's no talent. I don't know. I, I just want to – I hope his if, ankle's okay. If Carolina sucks – what would happen? Like, yeah, like what's the what's if the, Carolina sucks? What would happen? Or like, uh, no, no, not like what would happen. Like, what did happen that led to that point? Like, if I told you Carolina is going to, I, I think not uh, be that. Now they're going to be ranked seventeenth at when the at the start of January. I think it would be similar to the twenty eighteen season after they won in twenty seventeen, even though they didn't win this time. I think yeah. it would just be a little bit of uh, I'm I'm a star, you know? Yeah. A little bit of one basketball. It changes. Then, it changes things when you're like actually big man on campus, yeah. and everyone's big man on campus. Yeah. Everybody's know? yeah. And that in North Carolina. I mean, for people that don't or aren't around Chapel Hill, like when you're a basketball player at the University of North Carolina, you can do pretty much whatever you like. Yes, and if we, you, we all read the, the Weinstein <laughs> report. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're beating Duke and Coach K in their last game yeah, twice, I can I only know. imagine what the the disease of more. I don't. I can't imagine. Yeah, and so. like Brady Manick has, he didn't have to come back, so he got to like really enjoy. I, I, it. I bet like all those guys are jealous of Brady too. That he just they, got to ride out in the sunset. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they had to go back to practice. Yeah, they're like, oh wow, what is Brady doing? Is he playing? Somewhere? He's in Perth. Yeah, playing for the Wildcats. Oh, balling. Some people that feels have, right for him. Well, some people have said, "How did the Denver Nuggets sign Jack White, who is a bum, and then Brady Manick is playing in Jack White's home country and uh, is no. balling out?" No, I don't I'm understand say this. It. You don't want Brady Manick in the NBA. That's that's bad for the brand. Yeah, because you don't want Brady Manick just like getting tossed around as a as a you know as, getting as Tyler hands bro. Yeah, you yeah. don't you don't want that. I don't. You want don't, don't want him yeah. getting sent down to the G League and no one can. You, you what you want from Brady Manick is he's Australia feels right. Australian superstar. Australian superstar. That, that's what I, I I'm checking on the highlights. They're like Brady Manick tonight, twenty one points. You want Brady Manick to like 
kind of develop an accent because he's been mm-hmm. down there for so long. I want people and to think he's an, on the Australian national. Maybe he is yeah, on the Australian yeah. national team. Maybe he becomes Australian. He's he's like <laughs> Stefan Marbury in China. <laughs> I will say, yeah, definitely. He becomes like a national icon. I mean, Dennis Rodman in North Korea, Oklahoma, I don't, I don't Australia seems like a, a match made in heaven too. Like if you grew up in Oklahoma, it seems like you could do well. Yeah. You know, down in Aussie land. Yeah, it does. Oklahoma is. is it's Oklahoma a handshake. The, it's a handshake deal. Yeah, Oklahoma and Australia cultures feel similar. Yeah, that the, you just like, yeah, you you you're walking out and exactly in, in, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah you're walking out. There's the some, middle of nowhere. some crazy shit that can kill you comes up on you and you yeah. just shoot it. Yeah, you just laugh you at just, it. Just laugh at it. Just move on. <laughs> All right, this is terrible. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and. Uh, are, are you are you satisfied with the secret scrimmage? I think discussions? so. I think we covered everything. I think so. So I, I guess let's not take a break yet. Uh, uh, trending up. Tr- who, who's who's the big winner? Who's the big loser from all this? Would you say? I think Illinois is the biggest winner. I would of agree. C- with that. Of secret scrimmage. Season. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, the biggest loser. Duke for me. <laughs> Duke. We didn't hear. We didn't hear, <laughs> yeah, I didn't word. hear anything about Duke. No, I think the biggest winner is Alabama um, having the players only meeting. <laughs> yeah. And I think the biggest loser is Wake Forest for blowing their wad in the scrimmage. Oh, you think they, yeah, yeah, they peaked too early. They peaked too early. <laughs> yeah, you you idiots. You can't peak in you October. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break, come back and uh, talk about some other stuff. Quick break to talk about our friends at Coors Light. Our weeks are filled with deadlines, responsibilities, and just stress in general. But it's college football season, and when the weekend hits, you've got to protect your chill. So this season, make time to chill out and catch the game at your favorite bar. My favorite bar? Uh... American Junkie, Hermosa Beach. I went down there on Saturday. Early start, man. 9 a.m. kickoff. I, I do enjoy it. Do you like 9 a.m. kickoffs for college football on the West Coast State? Or do you, I are love you, football on the West Coast. It's the best. You like the early starts? I like the though. early starts, I, yeah. I, I generally do, too. It makes 9 a.m. is a little tough if you're going out to the bars. But, yeah, this Saturday it was nice. It was, it was the first time I've uh, made my way down there uh, to American Junkie, and it was, uh, it was a good time. We were drinking Coors Lights all day and uh, watched the Buckeyes stomp uh, Iowa. Good times had by all. Protect your chill this season with Coors Light. Coors Light is the beer of college football, whether your team is a powerhouse with a record to keep or an underdog with a point to prove. One thing's for sure, it's going to be a hell of a season. Stay refreshed through all the action with Coors Light because no matter how your team fares after the clock runs out, a Coors Light in your hand means you are winning every time. Chill with Coors Light this football <laughs> season. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash TNT. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, let's talk a little NBA tape because... Uh, I have I have some thoughts on this. Um specifically the Philadelphia 76ers. Can I start there? Yeah, please. Because I have a uh Oof. Oof. I, I I think if you were if maybe you'll you you you'll, you'll probably agree with me that the two big bad stories in the NBA right now are the the Lakers and the Sixers, right? That they're both winless. Mm-hmm. The Lakers aren't a surprise, but still everybody wants to pile on because why not? It's fun. It's And it's, they also didn't address any of the problems from yeah, last year. So yeah. it feels right. But it is like like as I'm consuming the Lakers content, there is like the rational part of my brain is like why, why is this that interesting? Like we all knew this was coming, so like why is it? Why is this news? You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, it, I I haven't stopped. I still laugh at Russell Westbrook. Was he shooting eight percent from three? Eight percent from three. Yeah, yeah. Like it's still funny, but at the same time, it's like it, I I don't think anybody expected anything out of this team. Um. The Sixers, that's not the case. People expected things out of the Sixers. The Sixers were thought to be a title contending team. They still could be, but they're 0-3. 0-3, right? 0-3. Okay. Yeah. Playing your Um, Pacers today. So they're about to be 1-3, God willing. (laughs) Pacers at 1-2. I know, dude. I was mad that they beat the the Pistons. 
Um, Matherin's awesome though. Well, Matherin won that game in my mind. Well, I, it's it's tough because I want Matherin to be awesome and not be like how do you how do you tank, um, and 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 let Matherin grow confidence and everything, mm-hmm. but at the same time not let the tanking, <coughs> the the losing culture seep into his DNA. He you should ask I mean? the Sixers today. When he's playing against yeah, them, yeah. <laughs> he asked Joel Embiid while they're playing. Yeah, what did you guys do wrong? Like, yeah. how did you guys become such losers? Yeah. Um, but I want to talk about the Sixers because I want to bring this full circle. Because right now, Philadelphia, uh, as you may be aware, is is having a bit of they're they're on a bit of a run. We'll say uh, the Eagles are the only good team in the NFL. Every other team sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Phillies just won the pennant. Um, Everything is trending in the right direction for Philly. Uh, except for the Sixers. And if you think that's a coincidence, then you were paying zero attention to what you and I talked about the moment that Jay Wright retired, which is that he saw the tea leaves. He he saw where all this was headed. <laughs> he said, I'm going to take a one-year break. He signed a contract with Turner. I thought we were going to get him. I got to talk. I got to I gotta make some calls around here at Fox and figure out what the hell happened there because mm-hmm. I thought Jay Wright covering the Big East for us was a, was a no-brainer. Well, I think but- we got Fanta. Over him, we we they picked Fanta. Oh, yeah. Oh, so we actually won. It was uh, we didn't have salary cap. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we took. <laughs> we and honestly, thank God we we're we already him. over the cap. Yeah, thank God we brought in Fanta. We're paying the luxury tax to get Fanta on board. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he he signed with Turner, and this was all so far. The Jay Wright retirement has gone exactly exactly down to every crossing of the T and dotting of the I that I thought it would, including. The Sixers sucking and everybody hating Doc Rivers in Philadelphia and ready to move on from him, which they were after the playoffs last year, but they brought him back for an extra year. And why did they bring him back for an extra year at Tate? Because they knew that Jay Wright wouldn't say yes to the job immediately. They said, we got to give Jay enough time to miss the sport. That's exactly what's going to happen. He will be the Sixers' next coach. You heard it here first. Jay Wright to the Sixers' watch is officially on today. Boom. Bang it. Yeah, I mean, when I think about it, you didn't mention one of the biggest, uh, I think, moments of this is actually going to happen sooner than we think was the like tweets by Doc Rivers. I think that was the first start. Right, of, uh, right. You know, like I think that the PR in Philadelphia against Doc started with Doc and Joel Embiid after the Hawks series. They go in after the game, after they lose, and they kind of are like, you know, we did our job. Ben Simmons blew it. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. Ben Simmons quit on the team and then obviously forced his trade. We all know the saga that went down from there. But since that moment in time, it has felt like the Philadelphia 76ers and Doc Rivers have just been kind of trying to figure it out or trying to course correct. But I think the course is almost over. That's funny you bring up Doc Rivers likes because he, I just went to Jay Wright's Twitter profile. Here, here, here are the last tweets that this man has liked. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia Union tweeting about the Eastern Conference final coming up on October 30th. And that's the soccer that's team? That's the soccer team. Okay. Yeah. Great. Uh, so he, t- he liked a tweet from the Union. He liked another tweet from the Union that just says, this team with a heart, and they're all huddled up together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then the next one was the Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> okay. tweeting, uh, congratulations to the Phillies on making the World Series. On making Series. the World Series. Yeah. Then the next one was the Villanova Football Club. Um there's a picture of, of them doing something to Villanova. Then there's another Philadelphia Union. Then Villanova field hockey. Then uh, Jalen Brunson step back highlight. Um, <laughs> then there, here's a Bryce Jay Harper. Jay Wright to the Knicks. Jay Wright to there the Knicks. Go. Here's a Bryce Harper uh, uh, press conference that he liked. And my point here is, Tate, this man is Philly through and through. This man was at the Phillies games. This man, you know what I'm saying? Like this, mm. this is, the second he gets hired, it's the most no-brainer 
there's not a single soul in in Pennsylvania and Philly that's going to say like what are we doing here every it's going to be the most unanimously beloved hire in the history of the NBA yeah it's happening it's it, ha- he's he's that's what he's doing he's like politicking now he's like become he's becoming like the mayor of Philadelphia and yeah. then he's going to slide right into the here, here's what I job. think Philly should do and I think you're right I think for this season they get rid of Doc probably by January Doc's out maybe mm-hmm. around Christmas time you know mm-hmm. family people are going home just get rid of him. Sam Cassell takes over for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. They make a nice little playoff run. They almost get there. But then James Harden's like, I, I'm out. I, I'm tired of trying to win championships. Joel Embiid's like, <laughs> I, 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 I don't I don't want to do this anymore. I don't I'm want out. to win anymore. I'm out. I'm out. And the only person left is Tyrese Maxey, who's a young all-star, mm-hmm. and I think gets what it means to be a star in Philly. Jay Wright comes in in the offseason, takes Maxey under his wing. You get a whole new era of Philadelphia basketball. You trade those guys for some big pieces. And guess what? We're processing again. We didn't win any championships because of the last process, but Jay Wright can coach these kids. Philadelphia loves him, and uh, it just feels like the Bucks and the Celtics are headed back on a collision course yeah. to the Eastern Conference Finals, and that means that Philadelphia is not going to be going to the finals. I think I think Jay Wright leaving Villanova was. Uh, I, I think he 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 was ready because because even when he retired, when he said he was leaving Villanova, he's like I'm not done. coaching. He immediately was like I'm not done coaching necessarily. Yeah. I just wanted to take a break, mm-hmm. um, but I also like the, the guy likes to be liked. Who doesn't? Like, yeah, he, he he's beloved at Villanova. He's beloved in, in that part of the country, um, and he likes that. But at the same time, if you leave Villanova to go take a, I don't know, what was the job that was open? I I don't I don't remember the NBA site, the Thunder job or something. Lakers, the, the, the Lakers, yeah, the Lakers. Were, um, you take you take a random ass NBA job of a mm-hmm. team that doesn't that's not the Lakers, the Kings or something. Jay Wright leaves and, and goes to the um the Kings. Villanova fans are are feeling some type of way. Like, like, you know, that's cool, but also like, dude, what the hell? Yeah. Like we had something here and you're just gonna leave that to go to the but to do it the way he did it, which is like, I need a I'm gonna retire. We're gonna bring in my old assistant. You're gonna love him. He dresses well too. You're mm-hmm. gonna love that. Wait till you see Kyle Neptune's pocket squares. He's awesome. You're gonna love him. And Pushes, voices Kyle Neptune on Villanova fans. Goes over here, <laughs> kicks his feet up a little bit. Goes to some Phillies games. Yeah, his approval rating is continues to climb every time he's liking Philadelphia Union tweets and waving at the camera at Phillies games. I just, I mean, like it, in, in a city where they hate everything but then love their own people and all that. Like Jay Wright has played this perfectly. Yeah, where when when Doc Rivers inevitably gets let go, he's the only candidate. He's yeah, the only guy. And then I think if you're Jay Wright, you also say. I can be the coach of Team USA after Steve Kerr. Yes. Or I can be on staff with Steve Kerr. Regardless, he's been on Team USA staffs before. He has that experience. That's a way to curry favor within the NBA community, too, because then the players on your team are like, this guy could help me get on the Team USA. You know, got those relations, those ties. So he gets in the professional basketball world. He takes over. Everyone loves Jay Wright. And he doesn't really have to win from day one because everyone's so exhausted from every single year we have championship or bust, and then we don't win the championship. I think he might have a nice little break there. Where right. Everyone's like, I just need a breather. I just want to have a fun team. I want to watch Jay Wright. And he gets us. He gets Philly. And he'll apologize if they play bad and they, they don't give effort. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. all Philly wants. Doc Rivers denies anything happened and blames everyone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone's like, please. Please stop. And then uh, likes horny tweets. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's the Doc Rivers experience. And, and um, I think Doc Rivers is a really good coach. But for this team and this system... I mean, and his name is Doc, dude. I think that like you start there. It, did, like, it didn't make sense. It did make sense. You can't bring Doc to the Sixers to Doctor J. Doctor J. Yeah. It's just like, you know, it's also he said when he got the job he was going to go by Glenn. 
he was like, I will be Glenn Rivers because out of respect to the doctor. And then have, I've never heard him once be called Not one Glenn. time. Yeah, not once. Um, and for that reason, I'm out. Then, <laughs> the other NBA thing I want to talk to you about was uh, Adam Silver saying he's going to keep an eye on tanking. Did you see that? He said, he said he's monitoring the situation. He's going to, what was the quote? Pay particular attention to the issue and that they're thinking of promotion relegation. What, what, what's the play here? I don't understand. I, I, I don't the, like, the play is to because they're not actually going to do anything yeah, about it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the play. So I don't get why he's, the play is to keep the PR narrative going that he's tinkering. This this is Adam Silver. We're looking at yeah. It. He's like I yeah. I am constantly sitting around thinking about ways to fix this game, and I'm constantly tinkering. Yeah. And in fact, I read your article on Bleacher Report about a month ago, Ryan, and I really loved it. Then the media's like, "He read my article," <laughs> <laughs> and then they then they forget what they even asked. They're in love. It's genius. <laughs> It's genius media manipulation. You know, you have to respect it at some point. But at the end of the day, when is someone going to actually ask a real question? Because the Nets, who have Kyrie Irving, is supposed to be, as Stephen A. Smith says, box office. He's box office. Kevin Durant is box office. Um, who else? Ben Simmons. He's supposed to sell a lot of tickets. The Nets have sold the least amount of tickets in the NBA this season so far. No one is going to Is Nets that true? Game. Yes. They, they are last. The, I looked it up because I'm like, who goes to Nets games? Nobody. So you have three box office players. You sell nothing at the box office. That means you are not making any money. And there is a major problem that is going on there, obviously, at large in the NBA. But let's talk about this stuff. Well, instead. there's a major problem when Victor Wimbanyama <laughs> played Scoot Henderson on television. And yeah. the NBA season hadn't even started. And, and people were like, I'm out. Like, I'm out. Yeah. I want to help people. Utah Jazz fans. After I looked at, they are three and zero. Laurie Markkinen is tearing it up. Looks like I mean he's wearing number twenty three. I'm like, is this the Michael Jordan of Utah? Like what? This man's the promise man. Uh, but you look at the comments after the three and zero, and people and are mad. like, please lose. Yeah, what are we please doing? Please tank. Yeah. We need Victor. Da, da da da. And you're like, this is this is the culture that you've cultivated. But they're not, they're not actually going to do anything about exactly. it. Exactly. And that's what's hilarious is that he's said exactly promotion relegation would be sick. But that's there's a zero percent chance that happens. I think they we should get relegated that. to college. That's and, now we're talking. And we and North Carolina is playing the Sixers with Jay Wright. Now we're talking. Now now you have my attention. <laughs> yeah, I would watch yes. it. <laughs> that's better than Scoot Anderson playing Dude, for the G fuck. League Ignite. <laughs> One of these days, I'm when North Carolina wins the NBA championship, then you have my attention. <laughs> it could happen sooner than the experts <laughs> Duke, think. Duke NBA <laughs> champions. <laughs> Uh, Palo Bencare request trade to the Blue Devils. Promotion relegation would be awesome in American sports. I would we love that, we but, could do it, but we won't. But that, but like we're, not, we're not going to do it with G League teams. No, we, have we to can't do it, do it with G League. We should do it with college teams. We should do it with college teams. I agree. I think I, the final. I think you I, make the final four. You go to the NBA. Yeah, facts, dude. And then the Pacers get relegated mm -hmm. to college, and they win banner after banner. Yeah, and the Hoosiers are jealous the, of the yeah, Pacers. Yeah, the Hoosiers are like, wait a second. <laughs> My dad burns all his IU stuff. He's a pacer. And he's wearing pacer stuff. And I'm like, Dad, what happened? He's like, Banners, bitch. Yeah, they got yeah. seven of them. <laughs> yeah. This is a pacer state, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> get with it or get lost. Dude, that would that's something. But like the But the, like you said, this is all Adam Silver, none of this is gonna happen. But that's why I I wanted to talk about it because uh I, it, it's hilarious that that you're you're right. The the, the PR, the the um, media manipulate the the fact that this man could like honestly say this, and any anybody could take it even point one percent seriously. Yeah, hilarious. But um, I don't know. That's the uh, that's the NBA update. Anything else?
Can we talk about Benedict Matherin just for a second? Oh, yes, yes, yes. If you haven't Please. watched him, just tune in. I mean, and Rookie of the year. I I don't know. Rookie of all years. Rookie of... He's He is something special. And he talks about... like I watched one of his post-game interviews, and he's like, I have so many flaws in my game. That's what he said. I have so many flaws in my game. I'm just trying to get better every single day. And then I'm watching him. I'm like, I don't see many flaws in your game, Benedict yeah. Matherin. But this guy's going to be something special. He lives in the gym. He loves being a Pacer. I'm excited for you. Your boy is my boy. I was definitely coping when the Pacers uh, couldn't get Ivy because um, I, I wanted Ivy, Ivy looks great. Also, uh, Ivy does it great. But I, I, I immediately like when, once once I knew it was going to be Mather, and I immediately was like, you know what? We, we won the draft. We. I think this does mark the first time in the history of my life. I'm 35 years old. I do think this is the first time I've ever said we about the Indiana Pacers. Um, the Pacers won the draft because. Uh, Matherin being Canadian is better. Like I wanted Ivy because he's a Hoosier. I mean, he's from South Bend, which isn't Indy. It's not like he, you know, grew up in in the area or anything. But uh, I wanted him because he's he's from Indiana, and I thought that, that would play better for yeah. the Pacers. That would yeah. be sick to have an Indiana kid. You were Steve Alford. You yes. were like, I need yes. Steve Alford. Yes. yes, do not take Reggie. Miller yeah, please do any, not take. Reggie do not Miller. make the same mistake. <laughs> You're looking at Donnie Nelson, please. Um, <laughs> but but like part of part of that, uh, uh, you you remember me going crazy about it. Tate was that like uh, the Pacers exist just to 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 grow some talent every so often, and then sell them off to the better teams, and then you know, and and that they exist as a farm team. Paul George, the NBA. yeah. yeah. Uh, so I thought a kid from Indiana might want to spend his entire career there. That'd be exciting. I think Matherin, I'm getting ahead of myself, but maybe the Canadian part of this mm. plays into this as well. That like, where's he from in Canada? I gotta I look. That feel up. like Ontario, but I, but I, I can't Montreal. It says Montreal. There you yeah, go. Yeah, dude, Montreal. I've been to Montreal, and listen, I don't speak French, so like this, this, this factored into it. I hated Montreal. You did. I didn't like Montreal. I had a, my brother. I, that's where we I did like his bachelor party in Montreal. I had a great time. I, that's what everyone says. The strip clubs are awesome. I don't know. I, <laughs> whoa, whoa, I'm, whoa, I didn't say that. Whoa. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm. <laughs> it was implied. It was implied. We all know what you're talking. Yeah, about. anybody that's like, <laughs> nah, we went to the casino. It's always men yeah, of a certain age that are like, Montreal's awesome. It's always it's always like a specific group of people that are like, dude, Montreal's sick. No, we watched uh, Carolina beat Florida State in football back when Florida State was good. It was a great time at the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> they have TVs. Um, all right, so Montreal though versus Indianapolis. Yeah, everyone listening is losing their mind. They're like, "Come on, man! Montreal's way better than Indianapolis." But I'm trying to—I'm just trying to paint a picture. I'm, I'm trying to convince myself that Ben Matherin won't. Ben Matherin said he remembers everyone that went before him, and that he takes it personally, and he just wants them to respect him on the court. And I respect that. That's but is he—is he our Giannis guy? Where like, yes. like Giannis is? Well, that, Giannis is like, I'm not trying to go to LA. I'm not trying to go to New York. I love it here. This is fine by me. The NBA is trying to make Giannis go somewhere else, and he's like, Milwaukee's close enough to Chicago. I can do it here. And the NBA is like, we need to market you in Brooklyn. And he's, yeah. like, he's, he's like, like, no, I, no. I, see the, I see that lesson. <laughs> so just just tell me that Benedict Matherin isn't going to be <laughs> he's not gonna trying to get you. out of India as soon as possible. He's not going to leave you. That's and all he's, he's going to be in the gym and he's got that dog in him. Love it. These are all facts. And I, I can he's tell five the, Or he should win Rookie of the Year. Mm. Paolo's going to win Rookie of the Year. Duh. Everyone Duh. does that. But yeah. uh, cash that ticket if you bet on it. I mean, like, go go take it to the casino right now and mm -hmm. get your money. Paolo Bancaro will be Rookie of the Year. Yes. Um, Nothing can go wrong. For that but uh matherin should be rookie there i'm a big fan yeah i'm a big fan of ivy as well at what point uh paolo like how how low does paolo's three-point percentage have to dip before somebody a blue check mark in nba media acknowledges that 
before some per one person ten percent yeah it's it's twenty three percent right now yeah I think once he gets to ten percent once he's Russell Westbrook (laughs) that's that's when I think they come in harsh. Also, talk about like Russell Westbrook. He should be suing people for slander and libel. Dude, I mean the Russ, the Russ. <laughs> like I have the triple double all time record. I'm an MVP. I I have done all these things in the league, and I'm just getting ripped by these writers who can't dribble a basketball. I I would be I would be really hurt if I was Russ. Like what is <laughs> I, I I don't know how that man. I, I'm not. I don't Some know. people were saying he was he threw. Did you see the other night uh, against the Blazers? They had the lead, and he came down and took a quick shot. Yeah, they could have, you know, they could have milked the clock and, you know, it was a really dumb shot and he bricked it. But I was thinking to myself, it would be funny if Westbrook really wanted to be traded. I think he asked for a trade and his payback is to just tank games. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to throw every game I'm here. (laughs) Because I think if he's doing that, then I actually I have even more respect for him that he can he can manipulate outcomes of games. That's how good he is. I I, I don't understand. He didn't pay himself. He he's not the reason he's making forty. Like you know no, what I mean? So he no. didn't give himself the contract. No, he's not like Russell Wilson, where he's a goober loser. Is I don't know. I'm not. I'm not as plugged in on. The, I know he wears wacky shit to the games every so often. And yeah, the, but like what? As far as he doesn't have a grading personality, does he? He's just stubborn. Isn't that his biggest yeah. sin? That he's just like. But that's also I'm going to keep. That's shooting what makes him I, good. Yeah, and at the end of the day, could you imagine if someone brought you into a show and they were like, "We want you to talk about. We want you to talk about college basketball. Do this." But then there was another guy doing the exact same thing. Which is LeBron yeah. playing his exact same position, and he's like, "I can't do what I do because he's doing what I do." And then everyone's like, "No, you play like this now." But your entire career, your MVPs, everything, you play like this, and now it looks like he's sabotaging the team. Like he's been bitching on the pitch. <laughs> yeah. <and everything>, you know? <laughs> it is. It is fun, but the. The it's, drama it's, is it, hilarious. It swung too far, though. It swung way too far. Where, like, he's playing like ass. I'm not saying he's not playing like ass. I'm just saying that th- there has to be some <laughs> modicum of like respecting a guy that's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. That's like, what you I can't mean. tarnish his legacy that much. People, it's already tarnished. We've already sta- we've already put out the graphic that has the stamp on it. That tarnished. Says legacy tarnished. Yeah. And we've sent it into the office, the league office. Yeah. We're all aware his legacy's tarnished. But, these, but, but now we're just throwing dirt on top of the grave. These 10-year-olds, now 12-year-olds that just started watching Russ since he came to the Lakers, they think he's the worst basketball player in of history. Yeah, and, and he's going to get in the Hall of Fame, and they're going to be throwing tomatoes at him and booing. And it's insane. And the writers might not even vote him into the Hall of Fame. I, was, I saw some some writers talking about that. They were like, honestly, it may change my vote in the end. I'm like, Russell Westbrook is a definitive Hall of Famer. I vividly remember my dad when I was growing up telling me that Oscar Robertson he 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 was like he might be the greatest basketball player that's ever lived, and I was yeah. like, "Why, Dad? Like, my, I see Michael Jordan right in front of my face. I see Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. I've heard about Kareem. Like, what makes Oscar? He's like, Mark, you don't understand. This man averaged a triple double. Do you mm-hmm. do you have any idea how hard that is? And then I started thinking about it, and I started paying more attention to basketball, and I started like noticing triple doubles, and I was like, "Oh my God, those don't happen that often. That's so hard. That's impossible." And and the stats are inflated now. Like, yeah, I do get that. That that they've the NBA is juicing the stats. We know that. We know that. But uh at the same time, like people of our father's age thought they were gonna live the rest of their lives never seeing a, a guy average triple double again. That's like what Oscar Robertson was famous for. And then Russ is like, I'm gonna do it every year. Watch yeah. this. And then now he hits the side of the backboard <laughs> and I was like, you fucking suck, dude. Yeah, but you know what's crazy? I saw, I saw Anthony Davis also hit the side of the backboard. You know what I mean? And Anthony Davis was supposed to be the greatest American player. He's supposed oh, to no. be... Right now, we're supposed to be like, man, we're so sick as Americans because we have Anthony Davis, the best player in the NBA. But we don't. We have a guy who sells chips on the side and hits the side <laughs> of the backboard. <sighs> 
bad. Do you think he's really sabotaging the Lakers if <laughs> they're trying to tank for the flying Frenchman? But they don't have the they pick. don't have the pick. They're I they're forgot about they're that. tanking oh, for the right. Pelicans. The Pelicans yeah. have the pick. Mm. Yeah, yeah, which is hilarious. And that's all because of LeBron. But that's why I think if the Lakers are bad enough, LeBron tries to go back to college and go back to Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Hashtag unfinished business. Yeah. With his son. Yeah. Fuck guys. <laughs> I I honestly, it's there has to be a play for LeBron. There, every, I think Nike and LeBron and the team are having a meeting every single night. They're like, one, we have to get Russell out of here. Two, is LeBron should LeBron? The walls leave? are closing in on LeBron. Yeah. He's just yeah scheming, trying to figure out. How do I escape? Adam I Silver will make it happen. Yeah, I agree with that. Boy. I, th I think if if the Lakers get the number one pick, there's going to be a some sort of they're going to say they had a chicanery. condition on it. Yeah. Like they were like it was top three protected. You know, David. Then, that's what David yeah. Stern. Yeah, he did. makes the Pelicans trade the number one pick for Russell Westbrook. What was the David Stern <laughs> with the Chris Paul trade? Where he just said vetoed no. it. No, yeah, he, said, nah. <laughs> he literally said no. Like, nah, yeah. So, yeah, he was like Kobe can't, can't play with Chris Paul. Yeah, Competitive imbalance, which respect yeah if you really think about it you're like wow that's because he was like he would never let a, a lebron you know kd to yeah. the warrior situation happen but that's where we are um jim you have any thoughts on your beloved new york yankees getting swept by the astros and aaron judge uh suddenly huh that was weird the playoff started <laughs> and he stopped hitting home runs huh <laughs> <laughs> what happened there <laughs> Uh, they were cheating. Yeah, they <laughs> cheat all the time. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty obvious. Both will, the Mets and the Yankees were cheated out of. I will <laughs> say, like the Astros relieve pitcher, like the their rotation of pitchers that they bring in. I used to, it used to be like relievers would come in and they have one pitch, you know, and you're like, all right, this guy's got one pitch. They have relievers come in. And it's like this guy's got 99 four seam fastball. Yeah. he's also got a cutter. He's got a splitter, and he's got a nasty changeup. I'm like. This, this is ridiculous. Um, Cheating. Sorry. Sorry, Jim. It is wild that the Astros cheated and nothing happened. Yeah, nothing happened. They just keep doing it. Yeah. And, and enough time goes by. If you're someone that continues to bring it up, you're just a butthurt, yeah, salty. You're loser. mad. Yeah. Why are you mad? Or a historian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. No, for real. Like, it's crazy <laughs> that they, they just got away. They just, yeah. There's nothing happened. Yeah. Just, and nobody and, even and got AJ to Hinch, in the next year. AJ Hinch just got another job, you know? Yeah. He just like dipped out. Literally like, nothing peace. happened. Yeah, Manfred was like, "Yeah, it's just a piece of it's a hunk of metal. Who cares?" Yeah, I, I mean, I it's crazy. And Verlander's still pitching for them, you know? It's, it's like, crazy. It's, like the it's all the same thing. guys. It's, it's all the same. same. They didn't even change like. If, if I was running MLB, I would at least make them change their shitty ass uniforms. Yeah, they have like word. They have like clip art, word Microsoft Word looking uniforms. Mm -hmm. Like just a, it's an orange star with an H on it. Mm -hmm. Like, what are we doing, dude? Mm -hmm. Go back to the. Jeff Bagwell or the Roger Clever, Nolan Ryan. He was Nolan on the Astros, Ryan. right? Yeah. Back in the day. You see the Rangers. He was both, right? Yeah, he's both because he's a Texas boy. What was the one with like the orange? You know what I'm that's talking what, about? That's the, yeah, that's the one you want. The stripes? The actual Astros one, yeah. They, they've had some iconic looks and now they got the most No, but like you said, they've had the same uniforms. ones the entire time. Yeah. So I've, I like at the very least, you have to do a rebrand of the franchise. Here, here's you can't my, let the exact same, you can't change their name. All the same Astros. guys, all the same look. Yeah. I, I like called them the Houston Cheaters, like literally, or at least like called that. <laughs> give for ten a, years, yeah, the give cheaters. them a postseason ban. Like on their, like, they should they should have got a postseason ban at least. Just for do one year. one year, postseason yeah, one ban. year, one year. That's all I asked. Yeah, that's all Yankees fans are asking. Yeah. They're like, because <laughs> they, they beat yeah. the Yankees four times now in the postseason, most of any franchise. Yep, cheating. <laughs> Thirty-one rings, yeah, baby. Yeah. Thirty-one rings. <laughs> Oh uh, man, you know what I was thinking for the World Series? If James Harden wants to, um, you know, endear himself to the Philadelphia people, 
against Houston, against the Astros, a team that he's pulled for, you know, a lot in the past. He comes in full Phillies gear and he's he like dresses like the fanatic. He's like, I'm the fanatic. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I'm the fanatic. He, yeah. He's got the same body build and everything. You know, he just goes out there and just like maybe yeah. he wears the fanatic costume and he takes the helmet, you know, and he's like, James Harden. I'm hundred percent rooting for Philly. No question about it. Yeah, for um, sure. Same. But I'm setting up a, a a butt here. Uh oh God. I will I I Schwarber is is my guy forever. He was I my like favorite Schwarber. player when he's on the Cubs. Um I, I'm cheering for Bryce Harper because uh, his dog is named Wrigley and he wanted to play for the Cubs. People forget that. Uh, <laughs> but also, I feel, is, is this another World yeah, Series for the Cubs? <laughs> I also feel Castellanos played for the Cubs. There you Not go. on the World Series team. But, um, I, uh, I, I feel bad for Bryce Harper too when he left the Nationals. Remember when he... Uh, I, I thought about that, Jim, when we were talking about the... the uh, uh, who was it that ran out the back of the end zone and, and Orlovsky was off the hook? And then we were talking uh, Garoppolo. about Garoppolo, right? Yeah. Well, it was Garoppolo. And yeah. then uh, we were talking about blunders that'll never happen again. I went home that night and I remembered Bryce Harper, the blunder that will never happen in the history of sports again is Bryce Harper doing his introductory press conference with the Phillies. And he said, my goal is to bring a title to Washington. Yeah. And then that year, the Nationals won the World Series. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that was like the funniest thing to think back on. I, I, it, it's, it could not have gone on. <laughs> but, uh, I kind of want him to win a title because of because of that. Yeah, he's having, been great. Having said all of that, Tate, um, it drives me insane that the Philadelphia Phillies are trying to own "Dancing on My Own" as their anthem. Mm -hmm. Because I I've seen this across a lot of sports, and I think it needs to be called out, and something needs to be done about this. Of teams, Virginia Tech, Inner Sandman, teams taking songs Oops. that are already popular, that are already hot, that people love. They're just beloved songs. Um, People, sweet Caroline. Like how many teams have done that? Uh, Carolina, Red Sox. It's a, unless it's a song about that particular place on Earth, or mm -hmm. like it, it. It's like very inherent to that school or that Carolina on my mind. James Carolina Taylor. on my mind is a great mm -hmm. example. Like that's Carolina. So if you play that at the Panthers games, yeah. at least makes sense. Afro Man, Mississippi. You yeah, know? sure. There we go. There's another one. Um, but. Virginia Tech trying to own Inner Sandman. Mm -hmm. Wisconsin trying to own Jump Around. Yeah, I hate that. Philly's trying to own Dancing on... Mich the, the reason I got upset about it was because I was listening to Mr. Brightside not too long ago, and one of my Michigan friends said something about how, like, that's the Michigan football song. And I was like, every. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's not a Michigan football song. That's... That's, that's a white people's that's song. That's a white people's song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, no, we played at Michigan Stadium. I'm surprised you don't know that. I was like, why would I know I'm that? I'm surprised you don't know that. Why would I care about that? I like, yeah. why? What you think I'm like well versed on Michigan? Like, what do you you know? And I, I and it, it, it drives me. They crazy play it at every stadium, though. They played at every exactly. stadium. Exactly. Yeah. So but how Andrew do you, Sandman is the Yankees. Mariano Rivera. Just to let you know, it's not Metallica. It's neither. It's it's a white people's song. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that, isn't that wild? Like, how do you, how does, um, I mean, I'm not banging dancing on my own in my, in my house often, but now it's like all of a sudden, like, I don't know. If Who I'm sings the, that? What is that? Uh, it dancing was, by myself by Billy Idol. Uh, no dancing on my own. You've heard that song. I'm in the corner watching you kiss yes. her. Uh, uh, oh. you know, the song, you know, what I'm you talking fell about. right into my trap. Do you know? You know what I'm saying? Mean? <laughs> gotcha. Now Tate's giving me a weird eyes. I, well, I mean, do you know I, what I'm talking about? I, I, what's the Caleb name of the Scott? Oh my god! I don't know the song. Oh my god! 
<laughs> I just, I just. So he gave it a valiant keep, effort. Keep singing. <laughs> I tried keep to keep singing. Up. Yeah. All right. So the Phillies, when they win, now, now you can, now you can watch. When the Phillies win at home, they played the "Dancing on My Own" song. I think I've heard the song. The whole place goes nuts. Yeah. It's like become their anthem, mm-hmm. and I'm putting my foot down and saying, like, like you can continue to do it, but like you don't own the song. Okay. The song belongs to the streets. Okay. Yeah. Is yeah. what I'm saying. I agree with that. There's no, there's no line that's like, like take, take a fucking Rocky song or something. There's your song, Philly. Like mm-hmm. you can take that. Don't mm-hmm. don't take dancing on my own. And I and I've just noticed the trend around all sports that like Wisconsin has jump around to now all of a sudden like I'm a Buckeye and I want to listen to jump around, but is it like my conference rivals? I mean Carolina where, like, plays jump around before basketball games. Well, there you go. Duke I mean, has that one uh what's the cat, every time we touch. Every time we touch. Which fits. They, they can have they, that. They one. Can have that one. <laughs> everyone when Duke started like saying that's our anthem, everyone was like, checks out. Right, yeah. Definitely no one wanted that one. <laughs> I just don't want to live in a world where I can, I'm playing inner Sandman. And yeah, Virginia all of a Tech sudden, fans it, it, are mad at you. It speaks to like who I'm cheering for in a football game. It yeah. shouldn't have to do that. It should just be, you know, I'm I'm deadlifting today. That's why I'm li- listening to inner Sandman. Mm-hmm. That should be what it is, not mm-hmm. go Hokies. That's not yeah, what that means. I think the Hokies are so bad at football right now that it, anyway, you know, it's getting away from that. When you hear jump around House of Pain, do you think of Boston? Because I do. Because in the That's video, where they're he has from, the right? Celtics jersey and everything. They're from Woodland Hills. Outside of Los oh, Angeles love, here. Love How Woodland weird Hills. is that? Love oh, Woodland that's Hills. Weird. That is weird. Great area. Kind of hot, though. Know, random, though. <laughs> that is think random. of it as a Boston song. I would like have thought guys from Boston. Yeah. You know? To me, right. it's a Carolina basketball song, but Does it goes Boston back to what you were saying. Does Boston play Sweet Caroline? Is that a Celtics thing? Yeah, the seventh, seventh inning stretch, I think. They or, se- or Red Sox thing. Yeah, yeah, it's Red Sox thing. Something like that, yeah. Is shipping up to Boston, did that have... Um, they play that at everything, That's like everyone's wedding song. You have to do it. <laughs> funerals anyway that's uh that's my new pet peeve in sports is like you can't you can't own a song you can't public something... domain steal a song yeah yeah you can't public domain steal a song you're absolutely right yeah you can't copyright yeah what's already we all love yeah this. we already are, you can't all love have it. it yeah now if it's like a deal where it's an underground song that nobody knew mm-hmm. penn state did it with seven nation army too that then everyone started playing and then i saw like penn state fans would go crazy and be like that's our song and it's like what are you talking about they've mm-hmm. been playing this in europe for <laughs> ever forever yeah as long as we can remember <laughs> dating back to the dating back to the coliseum <laughs> my god i've seen dudes in adidas track suits in europe dating back to the ancient roman times yeah. <laughs> cigarettes in hand yeah. <laughs> fires around them in the crowd dance into seven nation army get out of here uh all right shout outs closeouts oh man i just want to shout out the carolina panthers yesterday they played tom brady at home and it's not been a great season for the panthers but we got rid of the cancer on the team christian mccaffrey what we uh we shipped him (laughs) away no i'm kidding a little harsh but uh in general, I'm excited. They finally beat Tom Brady. You, you wanted to get rid of McCaffrey. You don't like McCaffrey? I, I just, I mean, it's it was a win-win for everybody. It was, uh, you don't play ever, um, but you're the face of our franchise, but you don't play. So I, I don't, those I, two things don't relate to me. I, 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 the treatment know. of Christian McCaffrey versus the treatment of Cam Newton by fans was something that always was a little too much. Because I, I love Cam. I genuinely believe this. And Christian McCaffrey got the love he did, he should have gotten. I genuinely believe this. Cam Newton is still the fra- face of the franchise. Thank you. When I hear Carolina Panthers, I, I appreciate still think that. of Cam Newton. I appreciate that. In fact, if you told me he was the backup quarterback... Or like the offensive, like I don't know if he's still involved in the organization somehow. Yeah, I'd be like that checks out. Yeah, of course he is. He should be. Luke Keekley is also the face of the franchise, and he works on staff or he does radio or something. But 
right now. How many now, faces we got? Ron Rivera. No, the face of the franchise right now is Brian, Brian Burns, who's Spider-Man. He's our defensive mm, lineman, outside good. linebacker. He's We went from Superman Cam to Spider-Man Brian Burns. And then the middle era of Captain America, that's gone now. We're done Aren't with you a Captain Chargers America. Fan? I'm, I'm a Chargers <laughs> stockholder um, and season ticket holder. Stockholder. How many games? Are, <laughs> I, how many games? I, I partially how many own games the team. Gone to with well, this weekend, tickets. my buddy Jesse's from Seattle, and he wanted to go see the Seahawks play, and I thought the Seahawks how might win. How many games have you gone to this well, season? I have. I've had, I have <laughs> lots of friends, and they they want to go to the games, and I sell them my tickets. What about Chris Gamble? Is he a face of the Panthers? Was at once upon once upon a time for sure. For sure. Awesome. Steven, I mean, Steve Smith. Yeah, Steve face, Smith's yeah. a good one. Steve Smith's I sub son. Tim Biaka Batuka. Oh, I love I had a Biaka Batuka jersey. Should we just go around the room and name, name old name players? players. So, yeah. so we run out. Moose and Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> love All right, Greg Olson. <laughs> Greg Olson. <laughs> Greg Olson. Yeah. Also a face of the franchise. Also calling the Super Bowl for Fox Company Men. That's right. Shout out to Greg Olson. Carrie Collins. All right, love I'm doing Kerry this. Collins. Carolina Panthers players. I'm hitting in her. We're going to see what comes up first. Who's number one? What's your guess? Number one right now? No, just I'm going to just go right. whatever the Google has. All right, says. number what's one is Cam first, Newton. What's the first Cam result? Newton. What do you think, Jim? That's a good one. Um, I'll go Greg Olson. I think it might be McCaffrey because of the recent. Oh, dude, I'm going to yeah. throw up. If it's McCaffrey, I'm going to throw up. Carolina Panthers players hit in her. <laughs> Who is it? First result, Baker Mayfield. Dude, that's awesome. Get out the of here. The face of the franchise. He's Baker not the Mayfield. face of the franchise. Yep. But shout out to the Panthers. We got a nice win. It's good to win one. You there know? you go. We got, we got an answer. That's the face. <laughs> no, that's so no, 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 no. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of Fox football talent, I want to shout out uh, our colleague Joel Klatt for stirring the pot. Speaking of Carolina football as well, mm. um, firing off tweets today. Does anyone think Clemson football could actually win either division in the SEC or the Big Ten East? Do you think they could finish better than third in the SEC East or Big Ten East? I don't either. Send tweet. Step back. Watch the chaos ensue. And I just thought it was a masterful job because I saw like people were going nuts. And yeah. The, Clemson, the ACC I, people are uh, going nuts. I, I'm, Clemson I, people are fired I up. In, I'm incensed right now. I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. And uh, it, it inspired me because as we're on the dawn of a new college basketball season, I need more, <laughs> I need to do more of this in my life. I need to just like just, just send tweets. Feed the wolves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Feed, the, feed the wolves. I mean... At the end of the day, he's not wrong because DJU is not looking great, you know? Yeah. And he got benched this weekend. So, I mean, look, Clemson doesn't look great. I just love the – it just was like a masterful – like, college football is so good at that. And and even in a world where the, they have a playoff and it, this stuff, like, sorts itself out, like, college football has still found a way to continue to yell about teams not playing anybody. And, yeah, conferences. Like, yeah. you're going to figure it out. Like, if, if you think Clemson's better than Michigan – that's going to work itself out. Mm -hmm. We don't have to argue. We don't have to yell at each other about it right now. But they're like, yeah, no, we do. This is something. This is what we do. This is what I did. Yeah. And this is what my father did before me. Yeah. And this is what. And let's be honest. The Pac-12 champion cannot be the big, the yeah. number three team <laughs> number in, the three big, in the Big Ten. You know, like everyone yells about it. It's perfect. I don't know. I woke up that to that today, and I, 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 I do was, really I like Joel Klatt, and I, I appreciate that someone has told Joel Klatt you gotta you gotta feed the wolves every once in a while. Yeah. And he's doing it. Um. Also, my my final shout out is uh, no matter what happens tonight, just remember it's not Justin Fields' fault. Okay, Bears Bears uh, Patriots tonight. I would so not I just want to get out, I want to get ahead of the criticism. I would not um, watch number that game. one. The offensive line is shit. Number two, the receive like you try throwing to those receivers. You try it. I want to see you yeah, before you, before you criticize them. I want you to get in that pocket and uh, mm -hmm. and feel that rush in your face and try to try to hit a receiver with freaking cinder blocks for hands. You try that. Um, 
it wasn't Justin Fields' fault. That's all, that's all I want to say. So. Bears cover. Yeah, I Bear, think so too. Bears cover tonight. Cover what? <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> they have one good defensive play. Yeah. Trade free Robert Quinn. Bears. Bears people, trade Robert Quinn to a real team, please. Um, is that it? Do you have any other shout-outs? That's all I got. Jim. Um, the Jets, they won. Also, shout out um, that cheating, that chess scandal that the story just won't die. Um, your boy, the 19-year-old Hans Newman or Neiman, whatever his name is, uh, has uh, filed a $100 million defamation lawsuit. Mm. $100 million? Mm-hmm. I love this country. Yeah. Well, saying what? Like saying that the Devontae Adams pushed me over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Devontae Adams also pushed me what over. What is the so he's basically saying because people have said he cheated, which he did do, that they have defamed him? But they yes. haven't pro- proved he did. But you can't prove that. Okay. Yeah. But I guess if you're so him, like if he libel. didn't use anal beads or whatever, he's like, you have ruined my name by saying I did this. The guy should just take a picture of himself wearing an Astros jersey and Hit, yeah. hit send tweet on that yeah. and he's smiling see you in the world series yeah. he also, well he also got blacklisted from like chess.com and things it says so egregiously defaming him and unlawfully colluding to blacklist him from the profession to which he has dedicated his life Man, he should start tough. a podcast yeah you know where he explains how to cheat in chess yeah i think that's his only move um only fans do we care about halloween next week yeah uh, yeah are you going to Adam Levine's party, Jim? <laughs> I don't think it's happening. It got canceled. <laughs> I've asked several yeah, times. The, the, yeah, the cheating. The you cheating should go. Back. You should go as Adam Levine to oh, his own party. Oh, that'd be good. good. Get, get all the tattoos. That's he's a great got idea. At the that he, you know, he's got California around his belly button, right? Uh, I'm sure he does. <laughs> Checks out. I think that's right. I, I already. I, have I that. hate that I know. I that also that. have that. It's easy. <laughs> I hate that I know that. I hate that I freaking hang on. Yeah, I, uh, he does. He does. Oh my god! Sing that song to us while you're while you're looking at his tattoo, dude. Gross. Um, are 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 you? Are you we care about Halloween or no? Yeah, I got a Halloween costume. Are we wearing costumes next I, Monday? I think next we Monday? should. Sure. I got to figure out what I'm doing. I think I'm doing. I got Scott Howard, Teen Wolf. I got, I got the jersey. I got to figure some out. My original idea was Rambus. Um, mm. but I don't think I'm going to do that because it's too, too, too close to the too heart. <laughs> yeah, too close to the heart. Well, um, a, you have multiple nights if you do a different thing each night. It's Friday, Saturday. My so other Monday, idea was next Monday. Monday when we were doing the show, uh, I already told you guys this was I, I wear a suit and tie and be Sean Miller. And just throughout the show, I pour water on myself. Live look. Live, and I, we just do live look. That's the whole good. Show. Um, I, I vote for that. But the production get electrocuted. The production there. team was like, we have, <laughs> yeah, we have sir, a lot of wires coming. Sir, we cannot yeah. pour water. So don't do you. that. So I gotta I gotta figure out what I'm doing next Monday. But all right, we'll do something. We'll figure it out. It's Halloween. We gotta celebrate. Yeah. Um, all right, is that the show? That's the show. Thanks, Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh it's not Justin Fields' fault. Whatever happens tonight, mm-hmm. uh, do not hit send on those mean tweets to him. Yeah. I'm begging you. Um, and that's it. We will see you guys Thursday. Free Trubisky. I have had this conversation in the mirror, though. I'm, I'm not even kidding. I, I literally was looking in the mirror um, mm-hmm. last night uh, and talking to myself that uh, I'm in the corner. Box office. Watching you kiss her. He's box office. Uh-oh. Uh, you fell right into my trap. Dude, nightmare scenario. 